Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Welcome to Episode 20, The Affordable Care Act. This is Small Biz Brainiac, transferring employer intelligence into your brain through audio waves in just seven minutes every Tuesday and Thursday. My name is Thomas Rock Lindsay, and I am your small business ally and employer brainiac, and I'm here to help you thrive in your role as an employer. The Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act, the PPACA, the ACA, Obamacare, however you recognize it, whatever you call it, it's been here for six years. And even though it may not apply to you as a small employer, there are some things that you need to know. Let's rock this. Before we dive in, I want to say thank you to Alan Brewis, the Telgate Entertainer, for sharing this podcast on his Facebook group. I saw a good bump in subscriptions immediately after, so Alan, you and your Facebook group, rock. I'd also like to thank one of his members who pointed out a spelling error on one of the episode graphics. I don't know your name, but thank you. Hey, everybody. I need to make a quick correction to the information I provided in episode 20. I said that an employer with 51 or more full-time equivalent employees is a large employer under the ACA. The number is actually 50, not 51. So if you have 49 full-time equivalents or less, then you are a small employer and exempt from the ACA mandate. The calculation has to be done every year, but we'll talk more about that in the next episode when we learn about calculating full-time equivalents. All right. Sorry for the error. Thanks for listening. All right. The PPACA, or ACA for short, was passed in 2010. You remember. You know, we needed Congress to pass it so we could find out what was in it, right? Well, six years later, most small businesses know very little about it, and even large employers those who have to comply with the act have their heads stuck in the sand hoping it will go away. Employers with a hundred or more full-time equivalent employees had to begin offering ACA-compliant plans in 2015 to at least 70% of their full-time employees. That went up to 90% in 2016. So employers with 51 to 99 FTE employees didn't have to provide coverage until this year, 2016. Now, if you have 50 FTE employees or less, then you're a small employer and you don't have to comply with the ACA. And that's most of you. How do you calculate FTEs? Well, we'll go into that in another episode. Even as a small employer, you can still offer health insurance plans to your employees through the federal government's shop marketplace, the Small Business Health Options Program. Now, to qualify for shop, you have to have 50 or fewer full-time equivalent employees, and you must offer coverage to all your full-time employees, i.e. those working an average of 30 hours or more per week, and at least 70% of them have to enroll in your plan or have coverage from another source. You don't have to offer coverage to your part-time employees, but you can if you want to. Now, if you can't meet that requirement, that participation requirement, you could still enroll in a shop plan but you have to do it between November 15th and December 15th for coverage, which would be effective on January 1st. So it's too late for this year. To use the shop, you have to have an office or an employee worksite 
in a state who uses the shop marketplace. Otherwise, you can use the state's exchange. Now, if you have 25 or less FTEs and the average annual wage is $50,000 or less, and you pay 50% or more of the employee-only premium, then you might qualify for the small business health care tax credit. The tax credit's worth between 35% and 50% of your contribution toward your employee's premium cost. To get the max credit, though, you have to have less than 10 employees with an average annual wage of $25,000 or less. And the credit is only available for two years. After that, you're on your own. And you're still eligible for the tax credit, even if you buy coverage from a state exchange. Now, healthcare.gov has calculators that you can use to determine if you're eligible and to estimate your tax credit. Now, I've put a link to that in the show notes. But the ACA just doesn't require large employers to offer coverage. It also requires individuals to buy it. You remember all the brouhaha over the constitutionality of the government being able to force citizens to buy insurance, right? The Supreme Court blew it, in my opinion, and there's basically no limit to what government can force you to do. Awesome. What's even more insane is that there are exemptions from the mandate. So, for example, if you're in jail or if you're an illegal alien, you're exempt. Plus, there's also a slew of temporary exemptions for people that are basically deemed unable to afford the insurance. Now, what happens if you ignore the mandate on a personal level? Well, then you get to pay more taxes. The 2016 calendar year penalty for not buying insurance as an individual or as a family is $695 per non-compliant adult and $347.50 per child, or 2.5% of the household income above the tax threshold Whichever of those two calculations is higher, that's what you'll owe. The per-person penalty, however, is capped at $2,085, and the 2.5% tax is capped at the average annual premium for the national average price of a bronze plan sold through the marketplace. And for the individual in 2015, that was $2,484, and for a family of five, it comes out to $12,240. The income threshold for 2016 is 10300 for an individual filer, and it goes up to a max of 23100 for a married couple filing a joint return. I know that's way too many numbers to remember, so they're in the show notes. Two years into offering ACA coverage, America's health insurance companies have lost millions on these plans in 2015, despite taxpayer subsidies. United Health lost $720 million. Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina lost $400 million. Anthem's profits were down 64% in the fourth quarter 2015. Aetna's ACA plans were unprofitable, and their CEO even said that they continue to have serious concerns about the sustainability of the exchanges. In the past, this guy was a lot more positive. He said it was you know, too early to give up on the health care law, and he said it's a big opportunity. He's singing a slightly different song today. Now, Wellmark of Iowa reported that 135 members who signed up for coverage received several million dollars in services, then terminated the coverage. They also said that a lot of members signed up for the richest benefit plan, used the coverage, and then downgraded to the poorest benefit plan. And over half the co-op health insurance companies that were established by the ACA with huge federal loans have shut down because of losses. Health insurance premium 
and deductibles have continued to rise year over year despite the ACA. Health insurance premium and deductibles have continued to increase year over year for the non-subsidy qualifying employers and employees. According to Aon, the average health insurance premium has increased by 25% since 2011 and out-of-pocket costs have skyrocketed by 78% for the same period. So there you have it, a quick overview of the ACA. Let's recap. Effective 1-1-2016, if you have 51 full-time equivalent employees or more, then I'm sure you've already implemented an ACA-compliant plan to avoid the employer penalties. If not, you need to get on it. As a small employer, under the ACA, you don't have to worry about providing coverage, but the federal and state marketplaces are open to you, and you may qualify for a two-year tax credit. Providing a plan for your employees will help them avoid the personal mandate penalty, and it'll keep them from wandering off to work for a larger employer. Now, if you have any employer-related questions, please go to smallbizbrainiac.com and ask me. I'm here to help. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac.